0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline episode 500, a Thursday night show from August 28th, 1997, with guests Fiona Apple and L7. This is a Best Of episode. Now the history of Loveline Best Of is interesting. At first, they were just whole episodes presented untouched, with some slight edits here or there, possibly. Uh, then, the Menger Mike era really kind of perfected mixing two shows, uh, the body of one show, the body of another, and some interstitial content in between, between Adam and Drew, uh, discussing the guests, sometimes playing some off-air stuff you didn't hear, uh, just kind of some rare moments that you wouldn't otherwise be able to hear unless you hear these best-ofs. Now, during the Engineer Anderson era, they became a whole other type of remix in general. And those episodes also probably deserve to be in the feed just due to their pure artistry of him combining some some great moments throughout the year. These definitely need to be in the feed because of the unreleased content inside of them, along with the bonus content recorded by Adam and Drew, which wasn't something they always did. This is the only known clips of Fiona Apple's second visit on Classic Loveline. Uh, She seems to be really into the show and credits her years of therapy for how she kind of gets along with the boys and blends into the chemistry. The second half of the episode is from the lost uh, file with L7. Both of these appearances seem to be from 97. I think Fiona Apple's first appearance is in December of 96, and then she has a follow-up in earlier in 97, uh, which was the second appearance. So this is her third appearance on Loveline, but she's only really been in twice. Uh, this one is just a replaying of her second visit. Well... P- A partial of her second visit. Same for the L7 episode. They'll come back on the show in 1998. They'll be on Classic Loveline 668 from April 21st, 1998. Full episode with L7. Until then, enjoy this lost chunk. Uh, We don't have the exact dates for either of these episodes at this time, but they're very rare, and it's nice to be able to hear at least a part of them. As per usual, these were recorded in 1997. Pretty sure on that. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathward on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast Podcast1.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following
1: program is a Podcast podcast1.com production.
0: Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Phone number one
2: eight hundred LOVE one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Doctor Drew. He's a board certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist. And tonight our guest is Fiona Apple. Hi, Fiona. Hi. Good to see you again.
3: Good to be here. I suppose,
2: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <I> suppose. L- <laughs> Let me tell you, no, she she loves uh, no, I it here.
3: Like I know. I like I like it here
2: a lot. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, I was just saying to Drew last night. You know, Fiona's a she's a pretty tough nut to crack. What do you I mean? mean, well, you're not into all this BS. These uh, DJ guys screaming and yelling and, and and all the pomp and circumstance and all this BS. It usually surrounds Hollywood and yeah. the things you have to do.
3: Yeah. Well, I just am not very good at being. You know all obnoxious back to people. Right. I wasn't really made for that kind of stuff. Oh no.
2: But I mean you go out, you you tour, you um you got an album to talk about and so you go on some morning show in some city and you got some guy banging a snare drum and uh, shaking a cowbell and i'm sure you get back in your limousine and roll your eyes as you drink your expensive it, bottled water
3: it, yeah in my limousine
2: exactly. right so we, we take it as uh, quite a compliment that you uh are willing to come back here again and put up with us
3: well i think that this is like a good thing for me to do i think this is this is like the easiest thing for me to do this show because i was thinking about it and uh, somebody said that, like you guys were talking last night, or somebody was talking last night on the radio about how, yeah, Fiona's a good guest and everything. And I think it's because I think it's because I went through so much therapy. Well, I think I know what to say. Yeah. Because.
4: Well, you, you can you can empathize and you have some some insight because you you've been through some stuff. Yeah. And uh, and then also my my sense is you like being real and this, yeah. you, this is real, so it's it's the real as you can get. So
2: it is. And uh, speaking of being real, let me just read something that I. Uh ...ran across when I was looking at your bio for the fifth time. Uh, And I think this is interesting, and and it's real apropos... ...because we talk to a lot of people that are uh, young, 17, 18, 16, 15, whatever... ...and life is a little bleak for them, and they're not sure where they're going to end up. And sometimes they're in an environment that's abusive... ...and uh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, in other words. And they think about uh, things like destiny, and they think about hope, and they think about uh, chance... But here's something that Fiona said in her bio, which is uh, quoted There, I hope uh, your publicist didn't just whip this out. <laughs> and, it, and it's very interesting because I, I, I'm a guy who started off uh, you know, living in a garage and cleaning carpets for a living. And now I have a good gig, and it's the way I feel as well. Um, Fiona says, uh, it's not so much that this is my destiny, but I made my destiny.
5: Which, uh.
3: Well, I think that, I see, I didn't really get to. This was like the first time that I'd ever been interviewed at all to do this bio, so I didn't really say it the way I wanted to say it, but, like, I think that to a certain degree you just kind of have to let your destiny happen. I think that a lot of people kind of screw up their destinies by doing what they think they should supposed, they're, what they're supposed to do, or you know trying to satisfy other people and i just kind of never made a plan because i never i never knew what i wanted to do and i just didn't worry about it because i just kind of figured it'll happen something the doors will open and i'll just follow
2: well you, you definitely have a talent and now what you have to uh, your job is not to get in the way of the talent by the, by the way strong. out on don't heroin don't, or whatever i
4: was going to say <laughs> a lot of people believe uh, grew up thinking that i don't need to make a plan means i don't need to do anything I'm sure you worked real hard at your music for many, many, many years and then just didn't have a plan. No? No. no. <laughs> she worked as hard on her music as I did on my radio. I, I
2: really... You
4: worked on your comedy for a years. Oh, that's
2: years, true. Okay. All
3: right. Well, yeah, I guess I did work on, on it, but, it so not, but not knowing... Yeah, right. I just... Not, I wasn't, like, preparing for anything. Right, I just absolutely. was kind of doing my thing, and then right. I realized, oh, I guess I should do professionally what I've been doing for fun all these years. Yeah, that's great.
2: All right, and uh, it got an early start. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, 18. You know, I mean, I wasn't even... I, I was 30, and I still was... Uh, Think about where you were at 18. Oh. <laughs> get, my, get my yearbook pictures <laughs> out. I was rummaging through my neighbor's garbage can looking for penthouses that <laughs> had been thrown out the night oh. before at 18. Oh, please, and eating at the same time. I had no idea what I was... I still wanted to be an astronaut at 18. I wanted to be the first porn star in outer space at 18. That was my plan. All right, Fiona.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, title's doing right, real nice for you.
3: I don't know I, I I think it is Okay
2: We'll just go with me On this one And uh You went out on tour With the Counting Crows How was that?
3: That was really great That was really great Because they're Those people are so nice Adam is so cool Adam Duritz And everybody in the band And everybody on the crew Was just so cool I, I That should have been Like my first tour I mean I, I opened for Chris Isaac And that was fun and everything But it was like I, I didn't know him beforehand And I had right. met Adam before All this stuff And um so I felt really comfortable going in there. So it was like, it, it was cool. I feel a lot more comfortable. Did they look
2: after you? I mean, not that you uh, needed fathering, but I mean, <laughs> being, being considerably younger than the rest of the guys in the band and being uh, a newcomer in a way.
3: Well, then how are they going to look after me? I you don't know? know. Everyone can, every, yeah, everyone comes up to me and says, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm here and everything. It's just that, you know. She
4: anything. never needs anything. I,
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you'll not get any sympathy from me. All right. You ready to uh, help us out? Okay, sure. All right. I don't know why I asked that. Ed, 23.
5: Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. just want to say before I get to my question, Fiona, it's an honor talking to you, and I think that you're a very excellent artist for as old as you are. Oh, thank you. You're terrific. Thanks. Okay, uh, about my question here. Um, there is a, about my work in the town I live in, there's a prostitute that walks around and stuff and uh, she's one of the better-looking ones out of the bunch, and I'm trying to get up enough courage to approach her and proposition her, and I wanted some advice on how I should do it and what precautions I should take.
2: All right, well, you should be getting up money, not courage. I've got money. How much does a prostitute cost these days, Ed?
5: um well see i don't know I've, I've only done i've only been with the prostitute once in las vegas but that was a real elegant one and she was two hundred and fifty dollars an hour wait a second wait a second
3: you're talking about a prostitute but you want to know how to approach her
4: you mean to date her or to 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 purchase
5: well, first to purchase and then to get to know her, but she's one of the best looking <laughs> ones, and she looks yeah, like Ed, you know, she looks like the type that I can rescue and kind of oh, my wing and
7: wait her. a
2: minute, this is this not, not going to work this, though. This can't be a real. He is a bogus call.
5: No, this is the truth.
2: Ed, this is not the plan of a sane man, and insane people don't lay their plans out that way for ridicule.
5: Yeah, but I don't really have good luck with women, and this one, you know, I've been with a prostitute once, but you know, I had a kind of bad. You can't
4: rescue thing. anybody from anything, Ed.
5: But, but, you know, I want to try to do it again because it's the whole adventure thing I like.
3: You just kind of, like, want to purchase her the first time <coughs> and then hope that she likes you enough to come back for free.
5: Well, no, not to, for free, to get to know her because I, I've got the money, but I also have a nice car and stuff, and I'm really actually a nice guy.
2: <laughs> All right, so, Ed, yeah, do you want to just get her into some motel and talk to her?
5: Yeah, I kind of want to just do that. Yeah, I have no really no interest in, you know, in, in just purchasing her for being, you know, cheap and stuff like that. Just for sex? Yeah, I'm not into that. This one, she looks she looks different.
2: Uh-huh. Because
5: there's a lot of real trashy ones walking around that are, like, strung out on drugs. Right. But this one... Not, not her.
2: She's a real homemaker.
5: No, this one, she doesn't look What's like... What, she wearing,
4: like, no like an apron and uh, some flats? No. I mean, you, you can't rescue somebody. I mean, you, you, I could
5: try, though. No, no. I've no. had good success in the past.
4: With no, you me. haven't,
2: Ed. You've had no success. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb and saying you have no success rescuing people.
5: But the last prostitute I was with, I had a real bad experience with her.
2: The one in Vegas? Yes. Oh, I know what happened. What's that? Let me tell you what happened, Ed. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Ed. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what happened. You're having sex with her. You turned her over, and she had a butthole the size of a mason jar. Am I right, Ed?
7: I'm it. Yeah. you. know this I'm right. A, this that guy.
2: I know you. Uh, excuse me? Next, next time I come to Tucson, I am kicking your ass. Have we met before? I swear to God, I will kick your ass the next time I see you. I
5: have one thing to say to you, guys. Uh, I don't care if I get fined by the
2: FCC. Uh, I love this guy. guy. Yeah, now, what him. was that? Explain. There's this guy in Tucson. He said, he's, I went out to Tucson to do a radio thing mm-hmm. a few months back, and this nut job came up and wanted an autograph and talked my ear off, and then he later called uh, the show. And for some reason, I recognized him as the same nut job from Tucson, because yeah. uh, uh, there's not that much going on in Tucson, and you do tend to notice the nut jobs. and he was something that I occupied myself with. So each time, he'll call in like... Uh, he'll call every in like... Every
4: three months or so, two months.
2: Every couple of months, and he always ends his call with, she had a butthole the size of a <laughs> mason job. <laughs> You know this guy, Ann? Yeah so, yeah, yeah, so I knew when he said, let me There's tell you about this one yeah. experience, yeah. I knew it was that was the payoff. Yeah. I don't mind. All right. I do. Which you saw right through him, didn't you? Yes. Joe? All right. Katie, 17.
8: Hi. And, Fiona, you're incredible.
2: Thank you, thank you. You see, by the way, Fiona, why it's a good thing to be abusive to uh, callers? <laughs> not because to Katie. Because they're all potentially... Not, not to Katie. ...bogus. All right, Katie.
8: Okay. Um. First of all, you guys get... Um, some flack about, you know, oh, Adam's prejudice to this or that, but I don't think so at all, and I think you guys do a really good job handling a lot of issues. No,
2: I like everybody except for the blacks, the Jews, and the Mexicans. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, I've said that many a time, but I still get labeled with this prejudice thing. (laughs) Oh, and the uh, Arabs and uh, the Asians. Right. Or or Orientals, I like to call them. Well, um,
8: this is my question. Um, My family is really close, and my grandfather... I love him to death, and he has just had a profound influence on my life, and he's so much a part of me, and um, he has cancer, and it's terminal, and he lives in New York, which is far away from where I live. Where do you live? I live in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not far away, but it's I can't go visit him Far
4: enough, yeah.
8: Um, and my family is going up to visit him this weekend,
4: mm.
8: and suddenly I feel like I have nothing to say to him, and... And I don't know how to talk to somebody who's dying. And When
4: did you find out he was dying?
8: Um, well, we found out he had cancer back in September, and we just found out that it was terminal about two weeks ago, and he was put in hospice care.
4: Mm. What kind of cancer is it, do you know?
8: It's a brain tumor.
4: Okay. Is he affected substantially by it?
8: Yeah, I mean, he used to be the most boisterous person, and yeah. now, like, mentally he's sharp, but he's lost all his equilibrium, and yeah. he can't walk or anything. It's really hard on he,
4: him. He, he's probably going to be somewhat out of it, too, uh, cognitively. He, mm-hmm. really, he really will be. And, um, boy, you know, th- th- there's no... I'm not sure there's any way that anybody can tell you how you're going to act or how you should act. You're going to do what you do, and it's going to be okay, whatever it is.
9: Really? Yeah.
4: Whatever, however you react is fine. Uh, it, tr- try. It, Can w- he read? W- what What are your fears about it?
8: My fears are that either I'll question him too much about how he's feeling, and that'll make him uncomfortable,
4: or else... you, you know what that that's Katie. Uh, you know, the few seconds we spent with you. I doubt that you're the kind of person that's going to intrude like that. I, I, You know, you can ask him. If he doesn't answer or doesn't want to talk about it, you'll know immediately, and that'll be that. Okay. And so, th- so go ahead and ask that. That's fine. Uh,
8: but, and, also- and by
4: the way, young people oftentimes are very relieved when people want to give them the opportunity to express themselves about this.
8: The, the other thing is um, I'm really... A lot of people... Well, it just seems to me like you're not supposed to mourn that much unless it's like one of your parents who dies or something. But... This is the first time I'll ever have lost anybody really close to me, and I just don't know
4: what's
8: like, how it's going to be for me. Like, yes. I'm really afraid.
4: Oh, sure. And uh, there is no way, there's no proper way or, you know, sort of... Uh, there's uh, no video on yeah, morning. There's, right, there's no recipe well, for Well, I morning. may come up with one later uh, this th- week. There certainly is abnormal morning, and that is the morning that is sort of pushed aside and you kind of go on with your life without doing any morning. And if you don't find yourself having bad feelings or dealing with the loss directly, that's not good because it will eventually come around and get you. No, but particu- I'm
8: already feeling it. Now.
4: Yeah, particularly your Your age is a particularly tough age to deal with mortality. Uh, just teenagers aren't typically confronted with that. Particularly older teenagers can have trouble. Well, that's with why it. they do stupid stuff that's all day why, long. That's exactly right. And uh, so I mean,
8: that's it. You know, like. I was just thinking the other day, I was in the library, and I've always thought, like, oh my gosh, I'll, I'll read every book in the world, and all of a sudden I was like, man, maybe that won't happen, you know? Uh, but,
4: Katie, you sound like a very well put together woman, young woman, and uh, I, I think you'll deal with this effectively. Your fears are normal. Everything you, that you're saying is healthy, and uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Just rely on the support of your family and friends and don't be afraid to have the feelings attached to this
3: yeah i'm sure it's gonna be a lot more it'll be a lot clearer and you'll feel a lot more comfortable once you see him and once you've just been with him for even five minutes because right now you're anticipating this whole thing you've just heard that he's dying and you haven't seen him yet and it's 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 going to feel awkward until you're in the room with him and you remember that he's your grandfather and you know him and he's the same person um and I think that it'll it's going to be tough I mean you can 't avoid that, but it's it'll it'll be more comfortable and you, the answers will come to you when you when you see him, i think
2: all right katie thank you good so luck you 're a good person you don 't have to learn how to act uh, when you 're a good person you don 't really mm. have to learn how to act because part of being a good person is uh feeling good about yourself, being brought up in a decent environment and you don't have to worry about how you're going to act or interact with others. You're a good person. You'll you'll
4: you know, your heart will take care of you. Not not to disparage our callers, uh, but you, you see how different the feeling is you get from somebody like Katie. Than the guy with the mason jar. Well, many of our callers, and you know, when you get the, the, the feelings, that when when you get the abuse thing underlying you that that feeling that we get, when people are untreated and have been abused, and right are acting out. That that's a whole other feeling that we get.
2: Uh, I really. still feel more sorry for the guy with the mason jar, though. Sorry, yes, because uh, Katie's uh, healthy, sane, uh, young, and beautiful. Hey, she yeah. will get right over this.
3: You know, I'm curious about that, though. Like guys, like people who call up. With just stupid grab calls, like, what, what do you think that comes from? I mean, I guess it's a different thing with everybody, but um, like, why, does, why is this guy
4: calling
2: up? Why well, is he.
4: Because he has no other human contacts, the only way he can sort of assert himself into the world, probably. Mm.
2: And put it this way here's my theory, Fiona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting theory, but uh, I think you guys will back me up on this.
4: <laughs> it should be good.
2: Uh, there's something called maturity, and when you're young, you're immature. And you do things that are immature, and you like things that are immature. Mm. When I was uh, 11... I called up uh, liquor stores and asked them, uh, you know, if they had uh, uh, Prince Albert in a a can. And when they said yes, I'd say let him out and hang up and laugh hysterically. These are the things you do. Yeah, but that's just
3: kind of like testing the boundaries of, you know.
2: Right, but you call, you know, pizza places and have them But this guy's like
3: 30 years old and he's calling up talking about his sexual experiences with prostitutes.
2: This is is my point. This is my point. The point is, is he is at the maturity level that I was at when I was 11. And I'm not mature, so that's a big insult. When I was calling these places and hanging up, it's the same. as like, you ever see a guy, well, you're, not, you're not into cars, but like I'm into cars. Mm-hmm. And once in a while i see some guy, and he's got some Honda, and it's got rims out to here, and it's lowered down to there, and it's got all this crap on it. And I look at it, and I say, that, car, that guy looks like an idiot. But then I think about it, and I go, that's something I would have been into when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the guy, and he's 28. And then I realize, you know what, he may be 28 chronologically, but I think his I mean, mind what is that, where my what does mind this have to do at. with what we're talking about It though. has to do with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is he is immature in his mind, even though he's 30, is where your mind was at when you were making the prank calls at 12.
4: So you're saying what makes these people call is that they really are so un- unevolved.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's not anything an evolved person does. No, not,
4: not, and if anybody's just tuning in, we're talking about BS calls or, or, or bogus calls.
2: Right. Yeah. It's the same musically. Yeah. The reason uh, smarter people listen to different kinds of music and stupider people listen to other kinds of but music. Is there, is because but, it's but is there? But is that the way thing. that it
3: is, or are you just people? Some people just smart and evolved, and some people are stupid and not evolved. I mean, is there a reason behind? Can you? I mean, yeah, they, You they, can't. You just like evolve yourself, or no? I it's mean, it's <laughs> usually
4: some kind of developmental arrest. Something happened to them. Right. They're, they're not. They're not emotionally supported the way they need. And it's pathetic, really. I mean, you get right down to it. Uh, Jennifer, twenty three.
10: Hi. Um, first of all, you guys are red And Fiona Apple, you are just amazing Your music is really impressive, awesome Thanks um, I have a couple questions First of all, um, my girlfriend um, She gets fever blisters on her lips sometimes Yep And um, I was wondering if I know like, not to kiss or have oral sex or anything When like, what, she has an outbreak But when she doesn't have an outbreak Is there a chance that um, I could get that? Because that's happy, right?
4: Yeah, it probably is And there's a chance, but it's not very likely but there is a chance? There's a there's a I can't tell you there's no chance. Let's put it okay, that way.
10: That's a slim chance. Yeah. Okay. Um my second question is is that she has um never had an orgasm like with anybody like in the presence of anybody? She can't even like masturbate and have an orgasm when there's anybody else around. I mean, not like a group of people, but you know what I mean? Mhm. Like with um us she can't she can't have an orgasm. And I read something called like female female orgasmic disorder Mm. and I was wondering if that was real and what you think
4: Mm. it depends how you uh, it depends how you sort of think about that issue right most women are capable of it a lot of women never experience it most women experience it but each woman is different as to what the circumstances are under which they can experience it. it's a very emotionally charged sort of experience for, for a lot of women
2: I've dated quite a few women with the uh, FOD, as I like to call it, the female <laughs> orgasmic oh, really? uh, disorder. Certainly, it's very prevalent in uh, parts of the San Fernando Valley, apparently. Uh, as by, I must be some carrier, too, because uh, apparently they were fine before they crossed paths with Contagious. me. And then, yes, I am, I, I am a host for FOD.
4: You're
3: a Wait, How long have you been with her? Because like so many times it's just a matter of, being, of how
4: comfortable you feel. Yeah,
10: um, we just had our six-month anniversary. Oh. Um,
4: but she says she's never had anything with anybody else. Oh, never with anyone. She's never it, had it, anything. To
10: anybody.
4: me, it makes me wonder about abuse issues. You know?
10: Yeah, I had that question too before I, about her, and um, she said that nothing has ever happened. And but I kind of pick up on something there. I don't know if she doesn't remember, if she's not saying, but...
4: Or, or if it's not overt abuse, maybe it's some, just some sort of emotional abuse. Right. All
10: right,
4: but is she
2: full-fledged lesbian?
10: Yes, she is a full-fledged lesbian.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> what exactly uh, is it? I'm I yeah,
2: going to need to see... full-fledged lesbian? Uh, I need to see some documentation, that's all.
10: Okay, take the... Um, Card carrying? The lat...
2: Yeah, no. I, I I just meant: is she bisexual? Has no. she had boyfriends in the past?
10: She's she's been with men in the past a long time ago. Uh huh. But um, she's not.
2: All right, and and you say she's not able to experience an orgasm even when she's alone.
10: Right. Well, when she's alone, she can. Mm. But, right. But
3: she can't.
2: All right, so, so then it
3: couldn't be the orgasmic disorder, It's right? not FOD. Right.
2: It's, yeah. it, it's a, obviously an emotional thing. It's not a physiological thing because she's capable of having an orgasm. Mm. It's just uh, she's not freed up enough to do it while others are present. And that's oh. all right. I mean, listen, you guys trust each other. You work it out. She trusts you. And you slowly, you know, get involved with the process. Yeah. It's just a matter of time.
10: Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah,
2: bit. but you know what? If you if you give yeah,
3: her if you put too much pressure on it, and you get too frustrated, oh. then it's really gonna oh, not wow. help. I know that's like the yeah. I I'm very
10: careful of that, not putting pressure
2: on her. All right, so just uh, take it slow and work your way into the room. Hey, okay. do it like what you do with a pet or something. First off, just leave an uh, article of clothing in the room when she masturbates, and you wait outside. <laughs> <No. your door>. <laughs> 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 you let, let her let her sniff the loafer a little, and feel comfortable. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Fiona Apple. <laughs>
11: Ah, e-voice, baby. Business calls, man. You want to look like a pro, but eh, you want to put them on the same device. Well, you can now. You don't have; you don't need a business phone and your phone phone. You just have one phone and you get two numbers. Under 13 bucks a month, you get a business line added to your phone, and it's the one you're already carrying. Callers are greeted professionally by virtual receptionists. They'll do what you want. Like, you tell them, here's what I want. They'll get, the, they'll have like voiceover actors. I probably get like uh, Bill Shatner, thirteen bucks. That's it. It's a couple, couple trips to Starbucks. That's all. And it routes your calls wherever you are. It's eVoice. And the other thing I will do is it'll take your voicemails and turn them into text. You can just sit there and read them. Nice, like in the movie theater or whatever. Go to eVoice dot com slash Ace. Try it for for free. Sixty days for free. Two full months. That's evoice.com slash ace. Hey, guy, you know that you want to be the guy that all your buds
12: want to be. Oh, man, I want to party with him. Yeah, that guy.
11: Well, then here's how you do it. Just
12: listen to these two shows every week. The Art of Charm. We talk about how to create confidence, how to get people to like and trust you, productivity, time management, biohacking, and more. And The Chive. You never know who's going to drop by the studio, and you certainly never know what we're going to say to them. Download new episodes of The Chive and The Art of Charm every week at PodcastOne.com.
11: It's a guy thing, all right? Be that guy.
2: Back with Adam Corolla, Dr. Drew, and uh, Ma Barker, the uh, the uh, French student who poisons her. <laughs> uh, phone number 1 800 LOVE 191, fax number 310 854 4455. So, uh, this revelation that just uh, came across the Loveline Wire about 10 seconds ago is I was eating uh, some uh, scrumptious uh, Danish or coffee cake that one of our crazed fans. sent over, the mother and daughter team who seek autographs constantly, and they're here to see Fiona. And, uh, Fiona questioned me, why would you eat that? And I said, uh, why not? And let me tell you, uh, I choose to embrace life.
3: And <laughs> well, that's exactly why you shouldn't oh. eat these things, possibly. You, you, you
2: want to survive to embrace it further. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Then uh, Fiona mentioned that she baked something one time and, uh, did the, the, what, Fiona?
4: The only time she baked, she
2: said. Yes.
3: The only time that I, well, that's why I'm like, I just question this stuff, because I don't know what the motivation is for, like, you know, baking somebody something. And the only time that I ever actually baked something for somebody was when, uh, I was in, like, sixth grade, and I hated my French teacher, and I baked him brownies for his birthday, Um, only I put, like, a a poisonous amount of X lax in it, and um, it was... I think it worked. He left, like, a few times during class. He left, like, six, seven times during class.
4: Really? Were you the only one that knew about it?
3: Um, no, me and my friend knew about it, but I totally didn't expect him to actually eat it, and then I started getting really afraid that he was going to die, because I, w- I, w- like, I read the package. I mean, I was young, so I, didn- I guess he wouldn't die from X lax but I read the package, and it said, like, you know, don't put more than this much in this amount of... Water. No,
7: we're... Because we're, it that... was
3: chocolate X lax so we melted it up. Sure.
7: All
2: right, this is my uh, this is my chance to do my uh, French teacher impersonation. Ho, uh, oh, ho, oh, I must go to the pate.
3: Oh, you know what was so stupid about this man, though? He was from California but he put on a French accent
2: oh. Oh. to speak English yeah oh. only people from California could do the French accent thing and try to get away with it and oh, was so this in oh this was out here though no
3: this was in, in New York. York he was in yeah but he was ugh.
2: you did homeschooling here didn't you
3: yeah how was that it really easy. It was really, it was stupid. It was really ridiculously easy. My whole high school career was just a joke. I went from like, uh, my first year I was in like a really good private school in New York and I had to do my work and everything. And I wore a uniform and everything. My second year I came out here to pre- public school, which was a joke. I was gone more than I was at school.
2: Where'd you go out here?
3: Uh, Hamilton. Oh, okay. Music academy, which should not even be called a music academy. Um, oh, really? Sure. Yeah, I hate that. Well, listen, I cool. have
2: many friends that uh, graduated Hamilton, and they take uh, great offense. Affa- no, I'm very sorry. No one, no one I knew went to any kind of academy. <laughs> uh, but, but what's with all your anger uh, that uh, you acted out that way? Well, yeah, yes, what, true. Ooh, to, to the French
3: teacher. Yeah, I just I hated school. I we I this was just a man that I used to just always mess with. I mean, but I mean, would really like know. I would lie on the ground during class and pretend that I was dead. But you, <laughs> and he wouldn't do anything after a while because it just and there was nothing that he could do. But you
4: genuinely loathe him? I mean, you actually wanted him destroyed? Yeah. But don't don't you see, Drew? The
2: uh, the laxative becomes a metaphor for the anger and hostility <laughs> yeah, that young the, Fiona has bottled up inside her. not released.
4: I was trying to help
3: him rid himself of his evil. Where did that, that come, come from? Out,
4: uh, you said you had a bunch of therapy at one point. Is that to help you deal with that stuff, or? Um.
3: With what? what my rage towards yeah. my friend's sure, yeah. tra- teacher. This was this healthy rage. This was like fun, Listen, you know. And he knew he, he he knew that I hated him, and he just kind of like went along with it. I mean, I. It,
2: Drew, hating the French is a very healthy rage, he was, You
3: know what it was? He was an idiot, and he was a grown-up, and I was a smart kid, and I took advantage of him, and, you know, whatever. He
2: so you're one of those kids, uh, Drew, <laughs> enough with the uh, Gestapo-type interrogation tactics, please. We all screwed around in uh, junior high and in high school. Uh, and believe me, if I told you to have the stuff I did, you, you'd call a therapist and uh, have an intervention right now. Uh, all right, now listen, Fiona. Mm-hmm. You were one of these kids that was like a little too smart for high school and it bored you, the curriculum?
3: Well, I don't know if I was too smart. I was bored, yeah. I didn't, Okay, yeah, I was too smart.
2: Right. I was bored because I didn't get it. You were <laughs> bored because you got it 10 minutes ago and they kept talking about it afterward.
3: Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say that necessarily because I'm smart, but I'm not necessarily like school smart. I think I just got it or I just didn't care to get it. Right. I just wasn't interested.
2: Well, here's the thing uh, that they don't teach you in school is they really need to stimulate some interest in some of these people. You mean they need to find out. I mean, all I ever got told in school was just to shut the hell up.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Shut up, shut up, shut up. And that's all I ever heard. And, And now it's like, well, I make my living yelling at people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, everyone over at North Hollywood High and uh, Walter Reed uh, Junior High can kiss my ass. (laughs) $30,000 year losers. (laughs) All right, please. Alex, uh, 23, you're on Loveline. Hey, how you doing?
1: Good. Um, I was walking out of my class, and uh, my professor, she kind of cornered me, and she says that she thinks that I have uh, attention deficit disorder, and I'm, I'm a little... Skeptical for two reasons. One reason is that you know she's a Spanish teacher.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, that
4: you know. that gives you every reason to be skeptical. Yeah, so maybe you know. And like, by the way, attention like she went
1: to like the close close cover before striking school of, sort of psychology. Look,
4: you know? attention deficit disorder in adulthood is something that is highly over diagnosed and is sort of the, the label of the day. Yeah,
1: because I and thought it was like one of those conditions of the week. There's, it is.
4: and yeah. it, it is it is clearly something in youth that is very much of benefit to be treated, but in adulthood I, the jury is still out as far as I'm concerned. And if it is, I'm sure it exists, but it certainly does not exist to the extent that people are claiming it does. Is it
2: like hypoglycemia?
4: It's like hypoglycemia. It's like candida. It's like yeast. It's like chronic fatigue. It's the, it's the latest oh, yeah, thing. Guess, you know, and, but has... the deal is, I'll tell you what though, that the people that have attention deficit disorder, in my experience usually have a different disease and it's called alcoholism uh that, that's very commonly uh sort of labeled with the add label okay. uh, is there alcohols in your family anywhere uh no all right
3: Wait, why does she think you have it
1: um Well, are you just not doing well? You know, maybe the deal is is that I'm not I'm not doing as well in class as I should be. Okay,
3: so no, but you know what this is then? This is what we were just talking about. This is this uh, is you know I don't. All they're doing is telling you to shut up and go to class. So obviously you're not going to do well.
1: I'm 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 kind of sometimes I'm a wise ass in class, and she deals with it, and she encourages me sometimes. But
4: uh, is this just a way of her sort of being aggressive? Well, you and know, it's, just, you a message. it's not
1: going to help me learn if she has me thinking I need to take riddle in a big bowl with. But
4: but you understand that that, more, that she yeah. feels she feels uh, sort of helpless, and her way of being try to, sort of trying to contain you is saying, you know what, you're so bad. I think you've got a medical disorder that it's it's beyond my ability to teach her it's to continue. It's quite a compliment.
3: I think, yeah, I think she's just frustrated because she can't. Yeah, you she know, le, control. Le, I'm you. reading
2: between the lines here. Alex. She wanted to call you an a-hole. <laughs> but she decided to slap this medical condition on you and and save yourself a little face. Thanks. All right, just listen, Yeah. because you're a little feisty. First off, uh, repeat after me, Alex. Uh, Mi amo es Paco. What? That's what I learned in Spanish. All right, just sit Uh, there mind your P's and Q's, would you? Sure. Just for uh, the uh, 50 minutes uh, a week you're in the class.
4: If you're really having a lot of chaos and difficulty containing yourself within the normal social constraints... That, that's usually something else. I mean, that, that can be a psychological thing, My, uh, not, not a biological My thing, health but. teacher, Ms.
2: Komisar, uh, pulled me aside after class once and asked me if my parents beat me.
4: Same deal. <laughs> Same deal. <laughs> it's the same deal
3: yeah well i would got sent to therapy for years and years and years because they thought that i was suicidal because i didn't want to hang out with any of the stupid kids in class They, i think that you know i think that a lot that happens in school where like the teachers and whatever authority is there they realize that they can't always completely control the kids and so they blame it on other things they blame it on diseases they blame it on mm, depression but therapy
4: helped you though right
3: Well, actually, I think that being sent to therapy at that time really screwed me up for life.
2: Because it's stigmatizing.
3: Because therapy is not like, I mean... You'll agree with me on this. I know. It's like therapy is not like you go in and you lie on a couch and you say, these are my problems, tell me the answers. And the doctor says, okay, well, you're depressed, so do this. No, you have to be involved. You have to be involved. You have to be willing. All I knew was that I had a lot to say. I had a lot that I was troubled about, but no one was listening to me except for these stupid shrinks that were just staring at me. I knew they didn't care about me. They were just getting paid to listen to me. So obviously I wasn't going to make any kind of progress. All that happened was, was that I was labeled as suicidal and depressed and crazy, so there was one more reason for people to start making fun of me at school and also i just felt completely isolated from everything and started believing that i was crazy so mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. you know
4: did you did want, did at any point did you get involved in therapy
3: did i get at involved so, at some point
4: you eventually got involved or no yeah. yeah no
3: no there have been times when i've willingly gone you
4: wanted to go for yourself yeah. yeah fiona
3: yes
4: i feel
2: your pain and we do something here on loveline it's a very cathartic experience i can't remember what band was in here but i want you to tell those therapists those teachers those administrators to kiss your ass. Just say, kiss my ass. See, but
3: I don't even need to do that. Say I don't kiss even, my I don't ass. Know. You'll feel better. Okay. Kiss my ass,
2: Adam. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> Hey, Engineer Mike, what's going on with you? All right, listen. Uh, Engineer Mike, put that on a cart, please. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk more to uh, Fiona. She's going to figure out uh, who else's ass uh, should be kissed. And we're going to hear something off of uh, Tidal, possibly sleep to dream.
4: This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So, when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So, you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out TrueCar and TrueCar's mobile app. TrueCar not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for, down to the zip code. So, right in your area, you see the very same car. So, you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want pretty transparent right and once you decide on that car you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over three thousand dollars off msrp then you're connected with a trusted true car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation no shenanigans so when you're ready for a new transparent car buying experience save time save money and never overpay download the true car app today Oh, Engineer Mike, you work fast
2: when uh, it's at my expense, don't you? Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. The uh, aforementioned uh, ass kisser, or uh, kisser of ass. I don't know quite how to say that, but Fiona Apple is here. Uh, Fiona, we could talk all night. I want to hear something off of uh, Tidal. Okay. All right, I know you're tired of it, and you're not here to self-promote. But, yeah, okay. but it's part of the dig- part of the gig. Okay. You understand? The record yeah, fine, guys fine, are fine. going insane. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is called uh, Sleep "The Sleep to Dream." It's off a of title, and it's by Fiona. Apple.
3: I'll tell you how I feel, but you don't care.
2: The song stylings of the uh, young Fiona Apple, who uh, Drew was commenting on during the song, sounds like uh, a much older soul. Well, I'm sure you get that all the time and you're tired of hearing it, but uh, you just don't usually hear that kind of stuff. Poor. I mean, you know, usually they, now you're 19 now, right? Yeah. But did you do that when you were 18?
3: Did I do what? Tell that song. Yeah
2: Yeah Usually 18 year olds are singing about I started cars.
3: writing that song when I was 14 Really? Yeah
2: Alright, you'll uh, You'll you'll die of uh, natural causes by the time you're 27 <laughs> <laughs> Look for the gray to start setting in uh, Eric, 17
12: Hey guys, what's up? Hey Just first of all, you guys, rule. and Fiona I saw you at Twisted Christmas in Chicago Oh In December oh. You were awesome Thank you I got two questions for you First of all, I don't know if you guys think there's anything wrong with me, I'm 17, going out with a 14-year-old, and we're like completely...
4: It'd be interesting to get Fiona's point of view, just apropos of what we were saying about her Hmm? being being more mature. What was that? Well, on the surface, yeah, there are problems with it, uh, but it depends on the 14-year-old and the 17-year-old, I suppose.
3: Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the 14-year-old and the 17-year-old. Well, we were just talking about that song, and I said that I started writing it when I was 14, when I was dating an 18-year-old.
4: Okay. And what was that like?
3: Well... uh, I, I didn't enjoy myself, so I wrote this and and, that,
4: and that's the, that's but, the reason that, that people are uncomfortable with these sorts of pairings. But that,
3: this guy was not a guy that you would want to go well, out with. Well, guess
4: what? Most most older guys that would go out with a 14-year-old, mm, you got to worry about just, just on the surface. Most of them would be uncomfortable with that because it is somebody who is tr- outside of their peer group. I mean, it's really somebody who is substantially younger.
2: Well, let's see. At 18, was he a senior or was he out of high school?
3: He was a senior and I was a freshman. We went to the same school, but it was
2: like a teeny school. Right. But he hurt. actually
3: used to be going, he used to go out with my sister. In the that,
2: oh, <laughs> there's a little weird. But it, <laughs> see, that's not too bizarre. You're a freshman, he's a senior. Sometimes he's graduated from high school and the person's in ninth grade. Right. You can still be 14 and 18 and pull that one well,
3: off. Let's ask, well, let's ask him, like, what, you like this girl for what reasons?
12: Well, everything about her, really. We've been going out for like 11 months now
3: so he really likes her I mean it's like it's one thing if you think that like this guy is older and he just like doesn't want to have to deal with an adult relationship or anything and he thinks that he can control like
12: everything what's that it's not like just physical or anything it's like everything where you're like completely the same person and everything
3: well also he's asking if there's anything wrong with it so I don't think that you know he's concerned about it I think he cares about
4: this girl right I hope it's that you're concerned about her well-being and that's why you have some discomfort with this well, right, he's it?
2: not out uh, shopping for pinky rings. He's calling in and asking because he's concerned.
3: Yeah, I mean, are you, yeah, are you concerned because you feel uncomfortable and you don't know no. why, or are you concerned because other people have been saying something?
12: I'm just concerned because I, you guys are always saying like it never works out and stuff.
2: Well, ultimately it won't, but uh, <laughs> you can still get in a few good months. There's no and, doubt and, about that. And
4: that's that. but it's the 14 year old again that gets hurt when the things don't work out because the right, really. You, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a sort of fantasy that this is going to go on forever, right?
3: Hmm? I never did, but that's me.
4: Okay. No,
3: I think it's true with a lot of people.
2: Oftentimes. All right. Do not hold the uh, 14-year-old uh, Fiona up to any other 14-year-olds, please. She was uh, composing and uh, flirting with suicide and wearing bras outside of her blouse. And, and lying dead on the French floor. Right, and poisoning her teachers. You
13: can't refer
3: to these things that we talked about during break. These oh. People think that I'm actually, like, wearing bras outside of my
2: shirt. Well, I didn't say you weren't wearing another one underneath the shirt. I just said you had one on the outside. All right, Eric, you're fine. Be yeah. Be gentle. Okay? Yeah, be careful. Cool. All right. All right uh jonathan 17
4: jonathan well, i hope he's a pretty heavy call too
2: hey jonathan all right uh no right. uh, jonathan
4: and and help us with this one put it we'll put it back on hold and uh line two chad 20 you're on love line
12: good evening hey um I had just met this um, girl in one of my classes and we ended up talking after class and I found out she had just recently gone through a divorce and she's considerably older than me. She's 26 and I'm 20. And um, See, That's
4: not that big. Of yeah, that's more a.
12: <laughs> well, I've dated a couple older girls like that maybe a year or two and she said she was very blasé about her whole um, divorce and that if she met another guy and he was you know terrific that she wouldn't be hesitant to get married again, and I was wondering if I should be leery about you know pursuing like any type of like more than a friendship with her
4: I worry about people who who look upon marriage as synonymous with a close relationship uh-huh you know you know what I'm saying no people that marry so i I don't know if that's really what she was telling you or not, but people that just go, "Oh yeah, I would really love that person, so I'd marry him." That'd be a great relationship. Therefore, I'd marry him. That, that's, to me, marriage is a whole quantum level different right mm. you know
3: well it just makes it sound like sh- whoever believes that marriage is such a, 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 like a quick and easy step is just kind of looking to latch on to somebody right, right. rather than having two complete whole human beings enjoying each other for the rest of their lives
2: chad yeah a good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely too bad no one else will no one's gonna ever have that but uh, <laughs> it's a very very idealistic way of putting it uh chad uh, have you started dating her yet
12: no, um, I'm supposed to meet her, actually, um, in two days at a bar with uh, several of her friends and several of my friends, so I don't know if that's...
2: Oh, man, of...
3: don't worry about it yet.
2: Okay. You're
3: not even going out with her.
2: Yeah, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Go out and, uh, and enjoy. All right. Uh, All right? Thanks a lot. All right, Chad. Have a nice night. Go forth and uh, procreate with a condom. Stacy, 19.
14: Hi.
15: Hey. Um, I have a big question. Um, Actually, it's a problem. Um... Me and this, my boyfriend, we live together and we've also been going out for like three months. And, um, lately, like, our sex has like totally dwindled down to like three times a week when we used to, you know, like, do it quite often. And, um, I've been finding this towel under our bed and it's been used in ways that I don't know. Yeah. Um,.
2: There's stuff on the towel? Yeah. It's uh not zinc oxide.
15: No, 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 no. It's Ain't not
2: PABA. Although it, <laughs> it, it does share some of the same qualities. Um He's been using this towel.
15: Yeah, like the funky towel thing from Joe's apartment. <laughs>
2: right. That's his bib. What's that? Now see, I, I don't do this. I will uh I rotate my stock. I won't use a towel over oh, and over no, again. Mean, That's disgusting. I go to the hamper each night for a uh, fresh food. piece of linen. I thought it was stockings that you were prefer. But but it's really no I'll go weird for tube sock. I mean, like- but dress sock. No no <laughs> no. I'm more in a dress sock girl. A-
15: I'm like more than willing to have sex, and it, w- when we have sex, it's very enjoyable. But I don't know. This towel thing just totally throws me off because when I started finding this towel, it's when our sex kind of went down.
9: So, uh-huh. You
15: know, like it. It. It's very seldom. And, um, well, one day I ran across it again, and I washed it, thinking maybe, you know, he would notice, and I
2: put And it your blouse got pregnant?
15: <laughs> no. I I washed the towel, and I put it back where I found it, and I thought maybe he would notice and say something to me. Well, he never did. And I was making the bed the other morning, and there I found this towel, and it was freshly used. And I was like, oh, gross.
2: All right. No. The man has no shame. <laughs> This is not certainly not the Unabomber we're dealing with. This is a moron. You must be discreet, gentlemen. Uh Stacy, we yeah. got to go to break. Okay. And and this is a this but we'll get back to you. This is an interesting question. And a lot of women assume that when guys uh hook up with them, and they begin an active sex life. That they should it's just not stop not going to
3: happen. I don't think it's a problem.
2: No, because this is something that uh, it's like brushing your teeth. This is something guys have been doing uh, since they were 13 years old. And they're not going to give it up now just because they met you at 19. They have five or six years of history with that uh, Scooby-Doo towel he's been having <laughs> a good time with. But on the other <laughs> hand, if the sex is sliding, then perhaps he should be uh, saving a little of his manliness. And uh, we will uh, have a roundtable on this after the break.
11: This is Chael Sonnen, and I am inviting you to join me for a podcast called You're Welcome. Every week, I talk to friends, enemies, newsmakers who are either inside or in love with the world of MMA, wrestling, or any sport that involves topless grappling. You want names? How about I drop George St. Pierre, Daniel Cormier, x The Iron Sheet, Jim Ross, Nate Diaz, Don Frye, Vince Russo, Minnie Rourke, Chris Lieben, and way more new episodes every Wednesday only at podcastone.com. That's
4: podcastone.com. This is Chael Sonnen, and you are welcome. So she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me.
10: Dr. Drew is oh, right. Ow! Get
7: down, get down. Asshole. Get down, get down. Get down, get down. You're fat. Get down, get down.
4: If I find you have sex with me. It hurts have sex with me. Faggot better have sex with me. I want to have sex with me. I was bored, so I had my tongue pierced. I was bored, so I put a spear to my penis. I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. You know, pee on this makes me sick. Hurts when I urinate. Makes me sick. anal sex makes me sick. This guy's penis makes me sick. I've had anal sex. Gee, it hurts. I've got these lesions. Gee, it hurts. Still aversion. Gee, it hurts. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? Ow! You're fat. Gay. Ow! Used. sick. Ow! Born. Still aversion. Ow! Dysfunctional. Can I say that?
16: Dr.
3: Drew is right.
2: Kitties, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Loveline, our guest tonight was Fiona Apple, and we will hear from L7 in a scant 10 seconds.
7: This is Loveline on Radio Station.
2: All right, I'm Adam Kroll. That's Dr. Drew. We's
4: back with more Loveline. Really like Fiona Apple. Really yep. do. I yep. mean, uh, it was one of the few CDs I listened to regularly. The new music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I do. It's in, it's in our house.
2: Really? Mm. Now, who's listening to it? Your as wife as usually is, but yeah, it, okay, but all I'm, right, all right. right. But all right. right. But I, I, I knew, I knew there curious. was something there. Very, very curious. All right, but but uh, you hear it as well and yeah, you enjoy. it. I really do, and I think you would feel that way about a lot of the guests we had on if, if their wife <laughs> played the, play the CD.
4: Also, Fiona's also a delightful person. So yes,
2: she's a delightful uh, person.
4: Yes, yeah,
2: she's uh, she's some of them uh, still waters that run deep mm-hmm. is basically, mm-hmm. but uh, once you get to know her, uh, she's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, I want to welcome L7, who is just coming into the studio now, and uh, let's talk to Tina, who's 13. Hi. Um,
9: I had a boyfriend who is 16, and um, we were going out for about a week, and then we went to a party, and he got kind of drunk and got really violent. So I dumped him, and I talked to a friend, and he said that guys that want to go out with younger girls just want it for the power. And a 19-year-old recently asked me out, and I was wondering what I should
2: do. You're 13? Yeah. I mean, okay, wait till he gets a little older. <laughs> See if you can remain at 13 and wait till he gets in his mid-30s, and then date. Uh, Tina, this is, uh... Li- listen, uh... Well, we'll ask uh, Gail and Susie. But I think there's something inherently wrong with a 19-year-old guy a year or two out of high school dipping into the uh, 8th or ninth grade pool for his dating.
9: Well, he's still in high school because he was held back.
2: Ah, all the more reason. A couple (laughs) of years. A couple of years, and, and let me tell you something. I'm a product of the uh, L.A. Unified School District. I I, I graduated uh, barely, albeit, but graduated uh, being functionally uh, illiterate. Actually, not even functionally illiterate. Just <laughs> frankly <laughs> illiterate. Just frankly uh, illiterate. Now, I don't even know what "frankly" means, but uh, I'm going with you on that one, Drew. What do I mean, like a hole in Russian or something? The 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 point is this: uh, to be held back two times means you actually have to kill faculty. <laughs> You really have to, like, defecate on the principal uh, to be held back two years.
4: Yeah, um, that, that, and plus, what what these guys are perceiving or pursuing is a good victim. And to say that they want power, there's something to that. But they're victimizers, and for some reason, you are a good victim. Why?
9: Um, I don't know. But, I
4: mean, are all older guys like that? Do they all just... Any older guy that would date somebody that much younger than him is flawed.
2: Yeah, 30-year-old guys are not all that way as long as they're dating uh, women who are uh, in their mid-20s, uh, early 30s, or beyond. Uh, it, they are when they go down that much. Uh, do you want to gamble on uh, Tina? Do oh, you yeah, yeah. have a feeling? Oh, yeah. oh, you do?
13: Well, won't 13 get you 20
2: anyway? <laughs> yes. Most dates. Uh, uh, Tina. Yeah? Uh, hold on. We're going to gamble on your past. Um, okay. All right? Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, she's in denial. Whatever it is, there uh, she is. Yeah, uh, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, uh, pull out a buck for me, too, Drew. Oh, got my wallet, please. Uh, ladies, uh, could you pull out a dollar uh, each? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know times are tight on the road languages. and uh, struggling band and uh, making ends an meet and everything. Says, yeah. Yes, yes. All right, all right. Thanks for the buck, there, got you back, uh, Drew. Got your bag, Drew. And that's just one of the many dollars I've given you. Look at it that way. So my stink is still on it. All right, There they're four dollars here. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Tina's 13. Uh, Tina went out with a guy who was 16. He became abusive. Tina broke... She's a virgin... Looking uh, for an older guy again. Yeah. And something is a little bit up with Tina. Do we want to probe Tina just a little more? No. Uh, maybe see if no. she's a virgin. Uh, no. Yeah. No? no? All right, Drew's uh, set. Uh, Drew, why don't you go first then? And uh, ladies, here's how this works. Uh, we, we're gambling on Tina's past, not her present or her future. We want to know uh, what kind of family Tina came up in. What has uh, led her to where she is today, uh, good or bad, uh, parents alcoholics, uh, dad still around, uh, divorce, uh, incest, uh, physical abuse? Uh, you pick. Uh,
4: Drew, go ahead. Alcoholic dad, not overtly physically abusive, but actually, in fact, abusive. All right. There was, she managed to maintain denial because it wasn't like overbeating or anything, but in fact abusive. Dad's on the scene yeah. and an alcoholic. And abusive. Currently drinking? Doesn't really matter. What was abusive? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gail, do you have any thoughts?
13: A- absentee father uh, looking for a father figure.
2: Oh, That's what
11: son- she's doing. Son of a bitch
2: on his mind. Uh, Susie.
13: Both parents are into the Grateful
6: Dead.
2: <laughs> a bizarre call, but it, it could very well uh, come to fruition here on the Bye, love line. I think you got it. All right. Uh, I'm going uh, both parents into Loverboy. Boy. <laughs> Oh, get lucky, <laughs> baby! They're both working for the weekend. <laughs> oh yeah! No, uh, let's see. Uh, geez, I was going with absent papa too. Um, I will go with uh, absent papa, coupled with uh, some sort of uh, molestation uh, from the uh, from the neighbor mm. or mm-hmm. someone in the neighborhood. Uh, Somebody may, nearby. Maybe not all out sex, but some uh, early early experimentation. little feeling up. Yeah. yeah, the older guy. All right, let's uh, see what the answer is, Tina. Yeah. All right, what's going on with you?
9: Um well when my original mother she died of a heroin overdose and um I walked in the room and saw her dead. Oh. Mm-hmm. so I was put in an adoption agency for about a year or two. This is when I was about four.
4: Mm. Where was your father?
9: Um my original father? Yeah. I have no idea. Never knew. But now I have two great parents that adopted me.
4: And nothing's gone wrong. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Anything happened to you in the uh, foster care?
9: Um, not that I remember. Mm. I don't think so.
2: Okay, so uh, Dad was never on the scene. Right. Uh, so we don't know if he was an alcoholic. No
9: idea.
2: Mom passed away early. Uh, no one got that
4: correction. Michael did the absent father.
2: Yeah, I went the absent dad too, didn't I? <laughs> you sure, neighbor? Didn't feel you up, Tina? I'm um,
4: pretty sure.
2: Really?
7: Yeah.
2: Okay. But it's the same. Right, I, I, I'll give the pot to Gail then. She yeah. went with the absentee. Uh, well,
13: I hate to cash in uh, on the misery. I'm well, uh, sorry, Tina, but I'm four yeah, bucks richer okay. at
2: this point. <laughs> and uh, Drew's two bucks more. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Tina, yeah. you, you've had some uh, trauma in your life. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember any of it. I mean, I don't think it's it, so- it, Listen, it doesn't matter. It, you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, if you almost drown in a pool when you're uh, two years old, you may not remember, but you're still scared of water. Yeah. And uh, walking in on uh, your mother after she's OD'd on heroin is a horrible experience. Yeah, and, uh, and no dad. And no dad. And so your compass is going to be a little bit little bit whacked and, out. And this
4: kind of stuff gets acted out most obviously in relationships. I mean, that's where, you're, that's where your problems sort of manifest. That's where these emotional issues are most obvious. Yeah. And you need to time out. You need to time out.
13: Do you think and, she's T C though by being thirteen years old and having the wherewithal to tell the sixteen year old to get out of here yeah, because she's being abusive? No, no,
4: she's got some, some so, strength.
13: And to be and to be actually like making like um uh philosophical you know, excuses for why men would be doing that. So I think that's pretty cool to be thirteen and be that uh
2: uh, she definitely What's has there? some insight and uh you know it, we hear it all the time 13 uh, year olds uh, aren't 13 year olds anymore i mean when you walk in on your mom and she had a heroin od uh you're 13 but you're you're an adult you're yeah. automatically thrust into, like, an right. adult role when you've seen and uh, in, been, in, in been around all that uh, someone like Tina's been around. Yeah. So, Tina, you're, you're doing all right. I mean, you got rid of this guy who was abusive, yeah. which is a huge sanity at 13, especially by Loveline standards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have women that are 33 that would uh, give the guy a fifth and sixth chance. All right? So you're doing
4: fine. But he, just be careful with this pattern of seeking these guys that are abusive, are older. Just stay within, within two years of your own age group, I would suggest, and and be very careful that the guys you find most appealing are the ones that are likely to be in the most trouble for you. Yes, uh, same with me. Mike, 15. Yeah. The guys you find most appealing? Yes.
2: I knew what I was saying, Drew.
14: Hey, Adam, Drew, you guys kick ass.
2: All right, Mike. And, uh, Mike, how old are you?
14: 15.
2: Mm-hmm. When uh, were you born? Huh? When were you born? December. Uh-huh. Okay, um, just checking. What, right. what year?
14: 81. All right. All right, I got a question. I'm
4: 17, huh?
14: Huh?
4: (laughs) Mike, what (laughs) year were you born?
14: 81.
4: No. No. Wait a minute. 15. I'm
14: 15. Uh 15 and Uh a half.
2: Okay, (laughs) we'll go for that. All right, Drew, please. Get the
13: calculator.
2: Get the abacus. Listen, so, Mike, what's your question? Uh,
14: I heard in school that, like, it's kind of a stupid question, but I heard in school that a sneeze is, like, 0.03% of an orgasm. I was wondering
2: if that was true. Yes, and that's beyond the illegal limit. If you have a, a .03 and you're pulled over in the state of California and you uh, you uh, you fail the vaginalizer test, uh, you will be going in. Absolutely, your uh, your bed will be uh, suspended. Oh. Uh, you'll only be
4: able to use your bed to go to and from work. <laughs> Mike, I have no idea where they would quantitate something like that, <laughs> that or what they're talking oh, about.
13: Interesting. What about, well, I wonder if this relates to when you, I have an itchy spot on my foot, and when I itch it, it is, it is 100% orgasmic. <laughs> well, and, you know what I mean? And that's kind of like a sneeze, the release.
4: Well, yeah, anything that, that has a biological re- release associated with it can be a similar experience, but uh, they're, don't they're don't not. Don't see not a really biological related.
13: release around me. <laughs> 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 Susie's a time bomb. Another biological release. Watch out!
2: And, um, you're not gonna break wind, are you, Susan? Oh,
14: one more thing, Adam. You know what you're talking about. Uh, a cop pulled you over for um, flicking a cigarette ashes out the window one time. Yes. Well, um, a couple of days ago, riding home with my friend, and we seen a cop flick his cigarette out his
2: thing just like you did. Yes. Uh, citizens arrest.
14: Yeah, so I was just thinking,
2: dang, they're busting down for that, and cop was doing it himself. That ain't right. I uh, I demand uh, that that uh, police officer who ashed a cigarette out the car window uh, be brought to justice. Wow! Uh, I uh, two weeks ago. Uh, when was it? I was uh, two ago. watching the uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's uh, concert and the uh, oh. uh, smoking a uh, cigarette in the car uh, on leaving the concert and uh, and. Uh, Hung the cigarette out the car window. I didn't throw the cigarette butt out the car window. I uh, just was a- just ashed it. Oh. <laughs> Cop pulled me over. Really? And got me out of the car and uh, uh, gave me read me the right act. Uh, the guy was re- really pissed off.
13: Well, Susie, the native Californian, um, w- you can get a ticket for yeah, for th-
2: throwing it out. But I've never
13: heard of sticking oh, yeah. it out. Because well, you just told me about that the other day because well, of all the um, fires. That it's just so...
2: Yeah, hey, listen, if you're driving uh, through uh, Topanga Canyon uh, yeah. in July yeah, and uh, you throw a uh use a <laughs> wrist rocket to uh, shoot a tiparillo <laughs> out of your sunroof, uh, that's a ticket. I understand uh, that. Going down a uh, Hollywood Boulevard... <laughs> I uh, had a
6: friend get a ticket on Hollywood Boulevard. Really? I think but not for 200- ash. No, it was a butt, And it was a $200 ticket.
2: Uh, this guy on said surface it was...
6: Street, not, not Hills. This guy said it was gonna be
2: eight hundred bucks. He did? Really?
6: For an ash? Uh, for an ash. Yeah, but you know what'd
2: you have to do to get off? Whenever they I blew them. Whenever you do Ah uh, oh, yeah. Whenever whenever he travels with a knee pad. Whenever they give you the warning, they always give you the worst case scenario, what they could have done to you. Uh they go, uh you know, they'll go, uh... That was a uh, $26,000 fine and a mandatory uh, eight years in a federal penitentiary. But I'm going to let you go. <laughs> uh, I just want to know. If it ha- and I'm thinking to myself. He gave me
13: th- the courtesy of a reach-around. That well, huh? That's
4: what they did for those guys that uh, shot up North Hollywood. What? Just be able to slap on the wrist, let them go. Yeah, their yeah. their munitions back. Right, or... when they caught the guys uh,
2: initially. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, let me let me tell uh, Message to all uh, law enforcement. Uh, the guys who uh, shot up the North Hollywood Bank, yeah. uh, the guys with the uh, body armor and uh, the uh, banana clips with 150 rounds in it, uh, they got pulled over some months earlier. Uh, in the trunk of the car is uh, Arsenal. It, Is uh, uh, like a Richard Nixon mask, uh, a police scanner. Uh, an arsenal, uh, you know, a pipe bomb and a, a couple of flak jackets, and a tipperillo and a wrist rocket. <laughs> That's <laughs> the what put them over the all edge. Weapons. Uh, they put these guys in prison for a couple of months, and then when they let them out, uh, they gave them their banana clips back, which you, oh, and then I they went out that. and uh, robbed wow. the bank uh, later on. Uh, wow. Gee, uh, what what are the odds of that? Uh, m- meanwhile, I'm getting pulled over for flicking ashes. <laughs> We have to prioritize. Is, uh, let me just ask straight out. Is there a big ash problem in this city?
4: Uh, On surface streets? No, know. not that we're aware of. No. No. All right. There. Uh, case closed. Uh, because of the work those policemen are doing. Uh, yeah, that's true.
7: Exactly. See? If right, not Drew. for their
4: vigilance, uh, Drew, uh, there well, would be. We'd, we'd have to shovel our driveways every morning. Exactly. And, and it, look, in the, in the enforcement side's defense, it's, it's, they don't make the rules. You know what I'm saying?
2: It's, it's, it's uh, listen. Uh, all right, there is a j- there's jaywalking rules on the books in uh, every city in this country, including New York. But L. A. are the only uh, uh, guys are wussy enough to enforce it. And what, I'm not uh, look. If the, I don't know if it's the sergeants or the captains or whoever it is who's uh, trying to drum up revenue by ringing the pedestrians by ringing the motorists. Uh, knock it off. It's an embarrassment. We, we it's pathetic to, and we see right through it. We Please. Need to,
4: we need to change the rules.
2: Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, truth's going to get me going. Uh, <laughs> Stacy, 24.
16: Hi. Hey. Um, I was recently diagnosed um, with having bipolar disorder. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of having a hard time dealing with that. And uh, this weekend, um, I cheated on my boyfriend of three years, and I've never cheated on a boyfriend before, and I'm kind of concerned that I don't feel, I don't feel that guilty about it, and I kind of feel guilty for not feeling guilty,
4: Mm -hmm.
16: and I'm wondering if, um, like, I
4: was... How do you feel guilty for not feeling guilty? You're more, more afraid that you're not feeling guilty, right? I guess. Concerned that you're not feeling guilty.
16: Um... Well, so I was thinking I need to deal with this whole bipolar issue and not deal with the relationship right now, but I'm not sure if I can do that or if it's wise, because we're living together. I mean...
2: Well, right, right. okay. who'd you cheat on him with? Ex-boyfriend?
16: No, I didn't know him. Guy from work? I didn't know him.
2: Guy from work? Didn't, didn't know the guy at all. Yeah, there's, there's people at work, you know. <laughs> no. Where'd you meet the guy?
16: Met him at a club.
2: Really?
4: You just went out dancing?
16: Yeah, it was kind of like a friend of a friend of a friend uh-huh. type of a thing.
4: Were you? Have you been in sort of a manic phase lately? Yeah.
16: Right.
4: So, Did so you go out looking for that? No. You didn't. No,
16: actually. No. You
4: just went out dancing uh, alone? Uh,
16: no, with a group of friends.
4: But but you understand what happens when when bipolar is a manic, no. right?
2: One of those friends is going to rat you out, Stacy. I hope
16: not.
2: Oh yes, I know women. Uh, sorry, ladies, but women uh, love to rat out their friends, and so do guys if if if, uh, if all those uh, how many of them were there? Um, four four women mm-hmm. All right, one of them is going to let it slip, uh, not necessarily directly to your boyfriend, oh, but yes. to somebody who will tell him, like one of their boyfriends, who's a friend of this guy's
16: I'm not too concerned about that because um my boyfriend's um about twenty years older, and they don't know him very well. And All right, but l- let's
4: get back of. to your bipolar illness, which you're in a manic phase right now. Well,
16: I don't know much about it. i just a little bit. But, but
4: when uh, you're manic, you, your judgments are off. You'll tend to do things impulsively, be hypersexual, feel a little grandiose, do a lot of things you wouldn't otherwise do. Have you been started on medication yet?
16: Yeah. Um, when
4: did you start? Uh,
16: about a month and a half ago. What are you taking? Uh,
4: Depucote. Depucote hmm. That's it?
16: Yeah. Okay.
4: Right now, he says he wants to start. With All right. I mean, that's a it's a very good mood stabilizing medication.
2: And Why are you with the guys twenty years older than you? Or I should say twenty five years because you said twenty.
16: Um. <laughs>
2: How old is he? He's fifty. Fifty two. I'm going with fifty two. Forty eight. Take bets on this. Forty eight. All right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going fifty two. I'm saying forty eight. I've always gone out
16: with older guys. Gail. Susie. Okay,
2: Seventy three. Seventy three. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 56. 56. Uh, how old Stacy? Actually, he's
16: 33.
2: No. No. Give us the real number, please.
16: He, no, he really is.
2: He is? Yeah. Why did you say he's 20 years older than you?
16: Because I'm trying to... Uh, oh,
2: you're trying to disguise it. Yeah. She's, uh, she's manic, too, and uh, uh, everything is very... Oh, uh, she scared hyper-monic. people that
4: he may be listening. No, you're, when you're manic, things are very... very no, no, I think she oh, really? thinks someone
2: might hear and tell him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, what the hell was I asking?
4: All right. So you're starting meds. You've been unstable from a mood standpoint. You've been a little manic. You're making bad judgments. Your well, relationship in, in is
16: relationship uh, wasn't that good to begin with. Right. Like. So you have He's a relationship. recovering addict, and I don't know, I don't know how to deal with him right now. You know, being on the he hasn't even finished the 12 steps. So I don't know how to deal with him. Are
4: you a recovering he, addict too. No. And I mean, how long my has mom he been? Was. How long has he been using? How your you mom was? No surprise. Wow. Yeah, imagine that. How long has he been sober?
16: Um, seven years.
4: But he hasn't gone all the way through the steps? No. Oh, how fast can you uh, finish 12 steps, the 12 steps in? What's
2: that?
16: I just got done reading the big book. Yeah? And, like, that kind of bothered me because he really, I don't see him going it, through the program. Right.
4: If he's not oh. going to the program, he's either still using or going to use. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Do they have an abridged big book for no. people like me to read with uh, short a attention span? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, no,
2: the small big book. No, <laughs> little big book.
4: All right, all right. Uh, Drew, uh, tell Stacy what to do. We got to go. Quick. Uh, you know what can we tell her? She's got a lot of pr- tough problems. tough some big choices to make. Sounds like the relationship is in trouble. She can always go to Alan on that might help her deal with his disease. But it sounds like she really wants to reconsider whether this relationship is is appropriate for her. She probably was. Aside from the fact that she is impulsive and a little hypomanic right now, she probably was cheating because she's uh, losing losing that relationship. I mean, that's what that's what women do when, they, when they're not getting gratified. They will.
2: I'm guessing the guy wasn't paying much attention right, to her. That's at what home. I mean. Uh, guys, pay attention, uh, because here's the way it works. Please uh, back me up on this, ladies. Yep. Uh, when the guy's not paying you attention at home, uh, you'll bring it up to him. Uh, maybe he won't say, "Pay attention to me." Maybe he'll say something like, uh, "Stop watching TV. Let's go out no uh, Let's go have a picnic." Uh, the guy will continue to watch TV. Stop
6: playing Nintendo. St- yeah, uh, put
2: down uh, the right joystick and uh, let's go out. Uh, let's go out dancing. No, the guy doesn't put it down. Uh, you get about three tries, and then something's going to happen. And women can go out to a club any night of the week, uh, any place in America, and find a guy. Uh, For guys, it takes uh, months, uh, in my case, years, of planning uh, before I have spontaneous (laughs) sex.
7: Which really takes the spontaneity out of it. All right. We'll be back.
2: Well, Dr. Drew and myself have both evacuated our bladders, and we're ready to do a show. A show free of urine distraction. Hmm. You ready, Drew? Let's go. All right. uh, We're here with L7. The name of the uh, CD is uh, "The Beauty Process." Triple I'm by stroller <laughs> Actually, I'm just by. It's a punchy hour here on Love Line. Kelly, twenty-three. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good.
6: Hi, Kelly. Good. Um, I have a problem. It's kind of Doctor Drew thing, that, Adam, you can answer too.
2: Um, sex hurts. I feel like when people give me permission to speak on the show that I host. <laughs> That's always Sorry. a good one. Side here.
6: Um, sex hurts.
7: Well, yeah, what
6: I do, I've tried lubrication, I've tried relaxing, taking hot baths. It just feels like it's rubbing me raw. Uh,
2: are they in the right hole? <laughs> yeah. All right, I had to ask.
6: <laughs> and um, I've gone to gynecologist, and um, one gynecologist said I have um, vaginismus. Right. Um dr judy you know what that is
4: which is a spasm of the muscles around yeah
6: and so he just said you know work on relaxing you know i don't know but it's still hurting
4: but you're saying it's a it's a, like an irritation, like a rubbing.
6: Yeah, so I don't not, understand not... why the muscles would have anything anything to do with well, that.
4: Well,
2: you contract, and there's going to be some rubbing. And asking if Drew uh, knows about vagimismus <laughs> is uh, like asking Chris uh, Kringle if he knows about Christmas. Okay. Uh, Drew knows uh, more more about the vagina than uh, any woman on the planet. It really, he really does, and there's uh, there's afflictions uh, named uh, after Drew that have we- to do specifically with the vagina.
13: <laughs> oh, really? Yes, like the dry Drew or whatever. the dry Drew. Yes, <laughs> so I have that.
2: Yes, it's the <laughs> the Druid syndrome. That's where clamps shut and you don't get any. But that's vaginismus. That's um, that a, is.
4: That's what vaginismus is. So it, it can make wow. your tissue hurt. Well, almost anything that causes pain down there can be associated with things like vaginismus. So it's all kind of of the same quality. And mostly they're associated with being uptight, being anxious. Okay. Have you been real anxious when you do this?
6: Well, it just hurts, so. yeah. Then every time oh. I try it, I feel anxious because I know it's going to hurt.
4: Yeah. Are you uptight sexually at all in any other
2: way?
6: Uptight? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, let, let's say... Well, are uh, you an anxious person?
6: Yeah, I am.
2: Would you uh, disrobe in front of your partner uh, with the light on?
6: I would now, but that took you a while. Uh-huh. Not at first. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, yes. Switch. to decaffeinated KY.
13: but <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. Decaffeinated. decaffeinated. Yes. Is uh, is that good? For, is Vagymesis good for the fella? Does he enjoy that? No.
4: It's not. It's not a pleasure. It's not a good thing for anybody. No. 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 I was wondering Vaj- he if it was. Ex- he's
6: not having fun. No, oh, no. poor guy. No. You know, I've had to say se- I've only had sex with one guy. I've had a boyfriend for three years.
2: Uh huh. So you're you're I mean uh, you're a little uptight. Kelly. No. Yes. That
13: doesn't mean she's uptight. She's
2: 23. She's only been with one guy. She's Dude. having a spasm. I'm not even going to tell sex. you how old I was. It took her a while to uh, uh, disrobe in front of a guy with the light on. And she's, she's, she's a little uh, pent up. No. no. Yes. <laughs> so what does this do? Uh, you gotta, oh, you, you, you gotta get into like, uh, you gotta get into like Bob Marley and well, uh, I am
6: into Bob Marley. Oh, you
2: are. <laughs> Wait a minute, now I'm confused. Um,
6: I'm into Bob Marley and the Grateful Dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> all
13: right,
2: let, 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 How
6: about Loverboy? No. That's we need to do. I'll get to I the bottom that's of this. going to make her uptight.
13: Yeah, actually. <laughs> but uh, I
4: just want to know why
6: it burns, that burning
4: sensation. Burning during, not afterwards.
6: Well, both. Mm. It burns during. It's like he's rubbing. It's like...
4: You guys, you guys wear condition.
6: a condom? Well, we. I'm on the pill, so... Before I was on the pill, he used a condom, and it's the same either way.
2: Have you? You've not seen many penises in your life, have you?
6: I've only seen a few.
2: Do you think there's a size thing going on here? No. No, Uh that's nice. I hope he's in the room. No. (laughs) No.
6: I think he's. It's not like huge or anything.
2: No. Okay. So uh, you've used lubrication. Yeah. All right. So it's just a relaxation thing.
13: Is it
4: physiological or is it is it? Uh, well, it's always hard to know. It, it's a yeah. psychological
2: thing. That's having a physiological reaction. Okay. Okay.
13: So that's you what think it stems from? Just said.
2: Right. Oh, okay, All right. I just, I, here's what you need. But, okay. uh, you need uh, <laughs> the music you like uh, playing. Uh, you need a candle lit. You need a glass of red wine. And you you need a guy you're comfortable with. Uh, you need uh, a fifty five gallon tub of uh, margarine, and you need to just relax. <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, let yourself go a little, Kelly You're a little uptight Just let it, let it go That's all It's okay. just sex
13: Maybe more foreplay Yeah, yeah. Right on, girl
2: Right Right, right on I'm, I'm guessing the guy is uh, doing his homework I just uh, mm. that's, The probability is he isn't but. Yeah, exactly all
13: right. all
2: right Uh, Julie, 18
17: Hi Hey First of all, I just want to say I'll send you guys rock Rock awesome. Thank you Win your money back
2: Oh, we got gambling?
17: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's your call. Um, okay. My main problem, I have really two that I need. The second one's really the gambling one. Um, first of all, today's my birthday, and we I spent the afternoon with my boyfriend and my best friend, and we spent the afternoon at my ex-boyfriend's, I mean, I'm sorry, at my boyfriend's ex's house. And, um, you know, he's lived with them for three years, and he became real close with their family, and... His excuse is his her mother became his mother for three years, mm-hmm. which I can totally agree with i'm I'm totally cool with that that's fine I mean she buys them outlandish gifts and it's not really that big of a deal because, what kind
2: of outlandish gifts
17: um she just put a new system in his car she um just a whole just a lot of things you know his CD player was from her, but that was before I was in the pitcher and in his car and uh, he just bought her a, a ninety seven competition series um
4: why did he break up with his ex girlfriend Vibrator?
2: Well, what's oh, uh, the competition series?
17: Competition series, um, 12-inch speaker. <laughs> the speaker. Wait a minute, oh,
2: there's gosh. way, t- there's, there's way too much uh, audio sound going on in this group for uh, uh, any this is, kind this is of intelligence. A, a
13: good guys calling out. Does
2: she drive a uh, squatted Toyota pickup uh, with like no, one of those big bazooka does. boom boxes in the back? Oh, no, he does. Oh, he does. Watch
17: his car, it's a Zuzu. All, All
11: right, I'm that's bad. You
17: know, I really hope he's not. That's bad. Uh, lowered pickups
11: are bad. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's bad. It's
11: uh, the lower the truck, uh, the lower the IQ. That's what I figured
2: know, out. Oh, no, yes, yes. <laughs> the yeah. lower the car, the lower the IQ no. goes. Oh, no. no.
4: Please. No. What about the adjustable ones?
14: We scrape over everything. Really, what
4: about, about the, the, the super high ones? But,
14: yeah. uh,
17: Okay, okay. <laughs> he's really not that he's smart. Okay. Um, but, um, but he's always <laughs> over there. And, you know, it's not really that big of a deal, because I can understand how that was kind of like his stand-in family for three years. Right. But we spent my birthday, uh, you know, about oh. half an hour of my birthday. And that kind of bothered me, but it was, like, not really a big deal because you wanted to show her that the system was cool and everything.
2: Sure, but on your birthday. Then, uh, let me, well, hold so on. So the mom no, or it's the not
17: ex? Not even the bad part yet. Hold on. That's the good part. That's really not anything. But then his ex-girlfriend came home, and, um, you know, he wanted to show her, which was not a big deal. I, you know, they're still friends. That's cool. I'm happy for him. But then he called her baby. And I thought I mis—I I thought I misunderstood it, and I was all, he just called her baby. And my best friend's all, no, 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 her mom did that. was her mom, you he misunderstood. And then he did it again right in front of me. They were flirting, they were throwing grass at each other. I mean, you know, the type of thing.
2: Not, not the grass. Not the not the sod toss. Oh. Oh, that's a lot.
17: The old sod toss.
2: That's as good as done. Why are they broken up?
17: Um... Because,
7: it's just, you know,
2: they were together for three years. Drew, uh, I've heard the turf fling uh, before in relationships. It's a, really a courtship. Uh, they uh, they pick no, up a big wad of turf. Uh, he throws a lump. Uh, she throws it back. And before you know it, uh, the, the intercourse. No, it was
6: just the way they were acting. I don't know. It might just
17: be my own personal
2: It's family. not the fact that they were tossing the sod. It's the way they toss the sod, yeah, I think is what tossing. you're
13: saying. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, he called her baby like five times. Your has- birthday is your day. Yes. Yeah, yeah violation. Right
2: hey, here's here's the message I wanted to to give out uh, for guys. Guys are really stupid. They they <laughs> and here's the deal, guys. Uh, women let you get away with a lot during the year, but there are about three four times a year when you have to rally. You, you just have to rally because it will save you so much trouble. It is like paying your taxes on time. Yeah. It is like going Birthdays. to the dentist when you should. There's a few times, uh, the woman's birthday, uh, anniversary, uh, Christmas, and then she has a the potluck uh, one. It could be after <laughs> one of her parents dies. You know what I mean, but the thing right. is, is to say if right. if if your girlfriend's like grandfather kicks off, and you tell her, uh, "Geez, that's really bad," but I really got to go to the hockey game tonight. You're screwed. She uh, like a like an elephant will never forget that yeah, ever. I really
17: like my past relationship, but um, yeah. the main thing, my main problem with this one, my first question is, can can I honestly believe that he's over? Because I'm really starting to fall for him. I I know I am, and I'm just real worried because if. He's not overheard it's like I'm putting my heart into something that's just going to hurt me in the long run. And I do care for him. And if that's what's going to make him happy, then, I mean, I want to let him go and say, you know, do
2: this. Well, let me, let me just see if I get this straight, because I, I do understand what's going on, but there's something where we're missing here. Where, uh, what kind of turf did he throw? Was it a dichondra <laughs> or was it like a Kentucky bluegrass? <laughs> <laughs> crabgrass. Crab grass. He
5: called
17: her baby. Alright, he called her baby. Oh, I'm right, uh, his baby.
2: Listen, I don't think he's screwing around with her because if no, he was I don't think I don't, no, think, I don't, I don't think he has any feelings for her because if he did have feelings with her for her, he'd be hide so her. guilty he would yeah. not bring you over to her house on the birthday, call you her baby so? and throw a grass at you her. So? No, he'd be sneaking around. Am I right, Susie? I can, I can, I can.
4: Unless you're just such an extraordinary... <laughs> That's good able. radio, by the way. Yeah.
13: <laughs> <laughs> the eye roll. Unle- unless you yeah, such an extraordinary
4: says, ass that uh, he just doesn't care about anybody. But, uh, but uh, he yes.
13: is, he's, he's reaping.
12: He's
7: smart
13: as a post. He's, he's getting the competition series 12-inch. You know, he's got the... Uh,
12: the lower DZZU. Cut-
13: exactly. So, I mean, he knows where his bread is buttered. So is he just still staying with the ex just to get the, you know, the gifts from the mom?
7: Uh, and,
13: and, you know.
2: The world may never know. Uh, Julie must uh, either uh, stick with it, talk to him, and find the answer, or ask Mr. Al. It's uh, one or the other.
5: You're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's 1 800 lv 191. Fax number
2: 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Kroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Cale and Susie are here from uh, L seven, uh, and uh, Mike twenty two. You're on Loveline. line.
7: Hey guys, uh, L seven guys really kick butt. And you guys seven times. And Mike, pick pick I up the receiver. Them. Mike, you
2: you talking from your speaker phone?
7: No, it's a cordless.
2: Oh, it is. Do you yeah. have a regular phone? Are you in the bathroom?
7: Uh, yeah. It's quiet in here. Oh, okay. Good boy. I can Look, hear this the guy's tile. an asshole.
13: And no, you, he is not. He's seen us seven hey. times. He's seen us seven times. He's a star, baby. Thank you. Thank he, you. All right.
7: Did you guys like touring with Marilyn Manson real quick?
13: Yeah. We enjoyed touring with Marilyn Manson. Yep. It was fun. Cool. It was flying the uh, freak flag nightly, and we loved it. It was
7: great. Cool. Okay. My question is to uh, Drew and the
2: other guy. Um... Ah! <laughs> Ricky uh, Rackworth.
7: Okay. Now, um... When you guys get calls from
2: uh, gay callers or uh huh, <laughs> well, listen, I will not uh, tolerate being called the other guy. Please, please, Drew, I, I'm I'm going to have some dignity here. Who's my favorite call of the night so far, Andre, nineteen. I Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Everybody? Uh, I'll we'll let Mike think about. Uh, Wait, is that the end of Mike? Uh, no, Mike. Wait a minute, he's uh, Mike an L-7 can, fan. he can sit in the bathroom the and the just uh, think about his demeanor on the air. <laughs> okay. All right, Andre, go ahead.
7: Um, I've got kind of a problem. Uh, well, I, uh, I have no idea how to describe it, but anyway, last night I was waiting for a bus, and uh just standing around, and the bus wasn't coming, and this guy came down. A little bit older than myself, a younger man, and I want to know if I have any papers.
2: Hold on. Are you speaking uh, through your trachea hole or uh, through some sort of synthesizer, or are actually using a phone?
7: I'm, I'm actually using a phone. Really? Yeah, it's it's a payphone on a college campus.
2: I see. Okay, so there's this, <laughs> it's probably like semen on it.
7: Oh, <laughs> Come on, you know what
2: these kids do at college. Them. Please. Oh. You're in here anyway. Yes.
7: Oh. So um, so This show is dirty. <laughs> it
2: really is. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so a guy uh, came by and picked you up or something. You
7: no, know, well like he, he he wants our find papers so so we can roll a joint. I'm like, yeah, so we go to this kind of secluded dark spot behind you know like this bus stop, and uh, and he starts asking me you know about my sexual past and uh, tells me you know that he's bi. And I said you know what man I don't have a problem with that. You know I'm not bi myself. I mean I totally did chase, but I haven't had a girlfriend in a while. You know so.
6: Right. To smoke more than the joint. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
7: Wait, and I'm, I'm wondering how I should be handling this, because I, I told him to stop it, and eventually he did, but I didn't do it with enough force to stop him the first time, and that's what's irking me. And I went out today and I bought... Um,
11: Rolling papers? No, I, no.
7: I, I I bought a six-inch knife. For you know, in case anything like this happens again, oh, right? No.
4: You can kill yourself. Right. What did he do to you exactly?
7: Well, he he told me to you know just like relax. And you know, he was feeling my 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 testicles up and was trying to you know just like give me a hand job basically. And and I why was, didn't
13: you just walk away?
7: What's up?
13: Why didn't you just walk away?
7: Well, I I I I I couldn't. I mean, he, he was physically, he grabbed my shoulder and kind of set me in my, in, in in my place. I couldn't get up Mm. and I'm, I'm just having these, these really weird, you know, um, thoughts of like going out and not like killing anybody, but just in case anything escalated to that point, you know, where. I'm actually considering that I might have
2: to, and I have the means to. All right, uh, Andre, first off, let me uh, chastise my uh, partner, Drew. If this was a woman calling in, explaining uh, the same situation, Drew would be outraged, uh, demanding that you call the authorities. uh, This is out-and-out rape. Uh, You've been violated. Uh, Get counseling immediately. Hey, Hey, You were strangely silent, Drew. I was just listening. It was a (laughs) a strange story. Just listening. Listen, Andre. No. Here's what happened here. Uh, you, listen, when guys ask you if you want to get stoned, uh, they're gay guys trying to pick you up. Yeah, I, I swear I, to God, every single time I've ever hitchhiked in my life and a guy has uh, picked me up, the first question is, uh, You want to get high? <laughs> because uh, that means, uh, that is, uh, here, here. here's the step it's a uh, high hand job. Yeah. Uh, what they're really saying is, uh, <laughs> Would you like to say hi to my hand? Uh, they don't mean hi. H I G H H I. uh, Say hi to Mr. Handjob.
7: Hi, Handjob. Bye, blowjob.
2: Right. Bye, blowjob. Very good. Very good. Now, listen, Andre. uh, Listen, uh, you could have taken this guy. Come on, he's bisexual. You could have whooped him. (laughs) Please. Oh, come on. That's it. You could have stood up and got out of there, Andre. he, He awoken something in you.
13: Need in the, the nuts. Uh, oh,
2: the oh uh, the gay sleeping giant that lies within you, Andre. There, there, there is no gay sleeping giant. Uh, but seriously, you're telling me you couldn't have stood up and, and just got out of there. Well, uh, th- This is where it is kind of
7: twisted. There's an etiquette to to doing drugs, believe it or not. I mean, as much as a guy could dinner wear a suit and tie, you know, I mean, there there's an
2: etiquette. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that just underscores it when you correct it with a close word. All right. Listen, I, I know the etiquette. Uh, you know, he gives you the joint. Uh, you, you know, you think things are cool. But uh, as soon as a hand starts going for the groin, you get up and you get out of there. You're telling me you couldn't have done that? I, 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 I could have, yes. All right. So you just kind of froze up a little bit?
7: Yeah. I mean, All right. It was weird because it was exactly like the first.
11: I, I couldn't, I d I not come to
2: attention, and it was that fear and, and, and that basic. But you didn't come to attention uh,
7: when this guy did it, did you? No, because I, I was, I was
2: scared, stupid. All right. Uh, so the the guy caught the feel. Uh, carrying
4: a knife around is not going to do. It's not going to get you out of this mess. But but there, but there is a sense of powerlessness and being out of control uh, with this kind of assault. It can be very disturbing. Yes. And so it's natural that he'd want to protect himself, and he'd get angry. and uh, it, well, here's He's got to think it through, because if he hurts somebody, he's going to be in far greater trouble than just feeling powerless. Uh, and and lo- he, look,
2: as a guy, I know there's that sort of post-what-I-should-have-done uh, anger. Uh, some guy cuts you off, uh, flips you the bird, uh, th- throws a beer bottle at your car or something. You, you panic and pull over, and then the next night, you start getting angry. Uh, back then, you're scared. <laughs> And then it's a you know if I ever run into that mofo again I'm gonna put you a whooping on eyes. him and yeah. I'm gonna get a you know I'm gonna get a sprinkler key and start carrying it with me so I can you know it's all it's all this what sprinkler I would have should have could have stuff I'm back to the side references <laughs> <laughs> I love the lawn all right Andre uh, don't smoke joints uh, with guys uh, this is what they want
4: well don't hang out with anybody you don't know in, in dark secluded places
2: yeah, yeah. and next time uh, just uh, flee. But uh, don't get a knife and don't start a visual anime. Etiquette about doing drugs. Is bi- You'll be fine. A
4: bizarre way of thinking about uh, his relations. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know what the uh, etiquette uh, that involves a reach around is. I really
6: <laughs> I really it's don't. It's a courtesy. It's yeah. got to be more than joint.
2: It's a, a
13: courtesy, baby.
2: I would need like a kilo and then uh, maybe I would think about it. All right, uh, we're going to break a little uh, Early, am I right, Drew? And then play a song. Yes, and then we'll uh, play something else uh, from the uh, L7 album. And then uh, come, on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. Uh, I could get in that band. Whoa. <laughs> come on. Just let me let me be like the one dude. Let I me mean, get one, like dude. in the. um, uh, I'll get like a tambourine and a jock strap, and I'll just get out. there and just, I'll just freak out. Come Any on you have to down. Room?
13: Come on now. You gotta wear a branty.
7: What That's is a brandy? A
13: brandy is a bra and a panty. You can you can wear it on either part of your body. Oh, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you look nice in one, Adam. <laughs> we got the whole road crew in brandies. <laughs> Actually, our crew doesn't have to wear brandies.
2: Uh, I wear a uh, uh a crusp that is a uh, cup and a trust uh, put together. <laughs> it, uh, it 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 holds my hernia in and uh, fills out my uh, cycling shorts. <laughs> oh. So I don't wear the brandy. I wear the crusp. I love it. Uh, You're hired. A... <laughs> hey, I don't need money. The crusty crusp I off the Wagon is uh, the name of the uh, next song we're going to hear Off the Beauty Process, Triple Platinum And that, by the way, is the name of uh, L7's latest CD So, uh, anything oh you want to say about it? Or oh, oh, no, we're running out of time So let's just go uh, Are we going out with it, Mike? Yeah, we're going out with it So uh, we'll say our goodbyes now uh, L7, uh, Gail, Susie, thank you very much for coming in It was a fun night
13: Thanks
2: for having uh, me thank Drew, you. Uh, yeah. screw you So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo off the wagon. I don't
17: know.
11: God bless the penis. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself.
2: And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer,
0: Ann Wilkins. This
7: broadcast was copyright 1997, Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on tooth The Nail
5: Records.
4: Sit, Oboe. Oboe, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs>
7: This concludes another podcast1.com
9: program.